0: Welcome to my Love Life podcast, episode number one hundred and ten. What is wrong with my parent or parents? It's April eleventh, twenty twenty-three. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, podcaster, etc. I'm also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well loved even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any capacity, and my music is by Howie Moscovich. What is wrong with my parent? or my parents, this is a significant topic that we frequently are not discussing openly out in public and in the world, or sometimes we're not even discussing it privately, although it does surface in my realm quite a bit. And I do believe it's a little bit like opening Pandora's box. The good news is I have good news. I always have good news. So let's get going on this big topic. If you happen to be new to my content, I hope you will visit my website and enter my current giveaway at www.lisaalundy.com. Here is my disclaimer. I am not a medical therapist, a medical professional. I'm not in the medical field in any capacity and nothing that I say in this podcast or any of my other podcasts or any of my material or any of my content is designed or intended To be taken as medical or therapy advice. If you are feeling hopeless, extremely sad, depressed, suicidal, thinking your life doesn't have any meaning or your life doesn't matter, I am making a solid request that you interrupt that by calling the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1 800. 273-8255. 273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. I am asking you to talk about your feelings. I am asking you to tell people. I am asking you to accept the help that is available. Ditch any shame or embarrassment and just take the help that's available. My next sidebar note before we begin is for the deaf and hard of hearing community. I currently have transcripts for my podcasts on rss.com, my hosting platform, and in the foreseeable future, as soon as we can make it happen, I will also have the same transcripts on my website. I made a mistake several podcasts ago because I thought the transcripts were on my website, but We're still working at the kinks on that. The other thing for the deaf and hard of hearing community is I am working to improve my flow of speaking, my speed at which I speak, the clarity of my words and my pronunciation so that there is a clearer and more accurate transcript for your use. I beg your forgiveness and patience as I work to improve. All right. So this really this topic what is wrong with my parent or parents well moving forward i'm going to use the singular form of parent for the sake of convenience and ease and i recognize that for some of you or many of you actually it may be that you feel there's something wrong with both of your parents so it could be plural for you but for simplicity's sake in this podcast, I'm just going to use the word parent. I do feel uh, this topic is really, in my opinion, the opening of Pandora's box. And I don't know if you know, but Pandora's box is an idiom. And, and what that refers to is to cause many troubles or problems or to be a prolific source of trouble. So Pandora, Pandora's box being from Greek mythology This, in my opinion, is very synonymous with opening Pandora's box. So I want to make it clear that this is a difficult topic for many people. And if it's too painful for you at some point, turn off the podcast. You might not be able to right now or be willing to face some behaviors that your parents engaged in and likely continue to engage in, that's okay. It's very normal not to be able to face family dysfunction, family traumas, traumas from your childhood. So I want you to give yourself permission to turn off this podcast right from the get-go or at any point. And the other piece that's important in my opinion is what I call the general Rule of law with respect to parents, and that is as follows in my opinion, parents do the best job that they can with the skills and abilities that they have in the circumstances that they have at the time that they're raising you. That's my opinion, but I do believe that parents do do the best job they can, and I will. Be the first to admit some parents do just such a terrible, awful, terrible job, it takes my breath away. But generally speaking, most parents are doing the best that they can, and I do believe that. Now, this topic comes up in many different ways, and I'm going to give you a short list of things that some parents say to their children, which is one of the reasons why this comes up. So I wish you were never born. My life wouldn't be this hard if you were not here. Why can't you be more like your brother or your sister or someone else? You can't do anything right. What is wrong with you? You are a bad kid. You will never amount to anything. Those are statements that I've heard from people throughout my life that their parents said to them. And even seriously, if you're walking around in a big box store, come on. I've heard a parent say to a young child, you're a bad kid out in public. So there are statements and actions by beha- and behaviors by parents, too many parents, unfortunately, that leave children and then young adults and then older adults questioning and wondering what's wrong with their parent or what's wrong with them more often than not the child grows up and turns that issue or question or behavior on themselves and they feel bad about themselves they feel unworthy unlovable not deserving and they develop low self-esteem but there are occasions where as a child grows up and gets older starts to build self-confidence starts to recognize, hey, I'm a really good person, hey, I'm really skilled, then they might begin to be able to question, well, what is wrong with my parent? Like, What is wrong with them? And there are a significant amount of people who will take this to their grave. They will never be able to face the trauma or the pain or the dysfunction of their childhood. And that's okay. It is okay. It's not the most helpful thing in the world, but it happens a lot. And for many people, they will have to be in their 30s, late 30s, early 40s, or late 40s or older before they can let in and deal with their parents' behavior or their family of origin. So this is a loaded topic that we mostly, for the most part, are not discussing in public. Although I, I just had a discussion about this two weeks ago on a weekend at a craft show with a, with a young man. So um, I do discuss this type of thing. So according to M. Scott Pack, M.D., who's the author of many books, including The Road Less Traveled, and in the book he wrote called People of the Lie, facing evil or some bad aspect of, of one or both parents is something that the majority of people are not able to face it's too it's too painful so if it's too painful for you it's too painful for you but here's the thing trauma and wounds scars and hurts betrayal etc those emotional pieces from whatever the source is Those painful things will not magically disappear if you can't face them. It doesn't just magically float away. Any trauma, betrayal, you know, deep emotional hurts, scars, wounds, those emotional pieces, if you do not process them, to identify the emotions and then if you do not manage and process them, they will simply go into your subconscious, unconscious mind, according to the research, where they will lay in wait. They will lay in wait and sometimes they will later explode, according to the research. In this area of dealing with what's wrong with my parent, which I'm going to get into a very healthy list here of things that could be going on. But this is the origins of the ACE test test and the ACE testing, ACE being Adverse Childhood Experiences. That's what ACE stands for, A, adverse, C, childhood, and E, experiences. This is the origins. It's the painful and problematic behaviors and actions and situations involving parents in a household that uh, that create adverse childhood experiences, and you can find online a wealth of information, including the ACE test, which I highly recommend. I am probably likely going to do a podcast on the ACE test and the ACE testing because it is, because it is that significant, but this is the origins of it. It's, it's painful to face that your parent did something wrong. It's, it's painful to face that you had a painful childhood. This is just, it's painful stuff. And if it's too painful for you, then turn off the podcast. But at the same time, when you can face a painful emotion, a painful situation, a painful trauma, hardship, betrayal, what have you, that facing it, you're going to have to feel the pain. You're going to have to deal with the emotions. But if you can do that on the other side of that is healing, is growth. freedom and power. There's an untold amount of power to be able to face a trauma, face something painful, identify it, manage your emotions, process your emotions. That's extremely powerful. You don't have to do it, but I want you to understand that it's very powerful. Now, The other thing about this topic is that no matter what happened what what your parents did which i want to get into that list in just a second you are not stuck with your your parents pattern you're not stuck with that cycle you can break the cycle and because of neuroplasticity of the brain you can at any point in time rewire your brain and reprogram your brain i just did a podcast that's titled Neuroplasticity and Psychoneuroimmunology. And those two pieces of science are amazing. They are extremely powerful. And if you had a parent who didn't treat you well or did things wrong, that might be a good tool to support you. So here is a very long list. I'm not going to say, the, I'm not going to number, I have them numbered in my cheat sheet. I'm not going to say the number each, for each one. I'm just going to read it off. And this is the things that parents do wrong or are wrong or unhealthy or unacceptable. So it's kind of a mishmash of a list. They play favorites with their children. They have a mental health problem from minor to severe. They have irrational thinking, also called a cognitive distortion, which means that their thinking is flawed or incorrect which is extremely common, extremely common. Examples include I'm always right, black or white thinking, minimizing, blaming, and one of my favorites, emotional reasoners. They withhold love and affection. They are perfectionists and no one is good enough and nothing is good enough. They are jealous, envious, or resentful of their own child or children. They are blaming you for their situation or circumstances. They are arrogant, righteous, egocentric, or prideful in a way or to a degree that they cannot admit they made a mistake or got something wrong. They invalidate your feelings or dismiss, minimize, or demean them out of hand. They lack coping skills for life and therefore they are not highly functional in life, which spills over into their, their parenting ability, leaving them really unable to parent or unable to parent effectively. They have low self-esteem. They have addictions to drugs, alcohol, gambling, hoarding, shopping, overeating, being a workaholic, etc., and those addictions have taken over and supersedes your needs, a, and in terms of them filling, them being able to fill their role as a parent, they have made you or one of your siblings as the family scapegoat. They are nev- negative thinkers, or they are prone to overthinking, ruminating, catastrophizing, brooding which spills over into you, onto you, and into the whole family and can render them tanked for hours, days, or more. They are a narcissist, an abuser, a sociopath, or a psychopath, and are abusive to you, to your siblings, or to your family, or to your other parent. They have control issues and have to control everything. They allow one or more of the children to bully, torment, be mean, be cruel to the other siblings, and they do not intervene to set the family dynamic and rules about being kind and loving to each other. They are trying to fulfill their own dreams that went unfulfilled through your life or one of your siblings. They are mean, cruel, or abusive to either you your siblings, or the other parent, or all of you in some cases. They care more about their appearance or what other people think of them than they care about you. In other words, looking good to strangers or others is more important than you and your feelings. They don't have healthy boundaries, or in some some cases, any boundaries. They are in the midst of a trauma or extreme hardship or difficulty which has taken the focus off of you and other things that they would would or could or should be doing as a parent. They have disempowering attitudes and beliefs about people, life, and the world, which limits their abilities to function and live life fully. They have anger issues. They don't like you, and not because you're not lovable amazing, likable. That's their own stuff, their own baggage, and it is woefully inappropriate, yet there are parents who do not like their own child. They don't have emotional skills, meaning they are emotionally bankrupt or empty. They are projecting onto you, also common. They are blaming you, also common. They are using you or manipulating you for their own personal gain or benefit. They are economically abusing you, the other parent, or the whole family for their own personal financial gain and often hiding that. They have wounds or traumas from their own childhood or adult life that they have not healed from or resolved, which spill over and affect the entire family. They have unrealistic or unreasonable expectations. They lack self-awareness and don't see themselves and their actions and their behaviors the way that the rest of the world sees it. They backstab you, engage in character assassination or public humiliation of you, but not because you are deserving of them. They have engaged or in, are engaging in criminal activity and or they went to prison. They have a brittle personality and are easily hurt or wounded. The slightest little thing is hurtful. They refuse to apologize for anything or ever admit they were wrong. They are splitting which means that they have emotions they cannot face or deal with and they make you all bad or all good or someone else all good or all bad or some other situation all good or bad. That's the idea of splitting. They are lying to themselves and possibly you justifying their own behavior or point of view or they could just be a pathological liar. They can't be with stand or face their own life so they create a false narrative which can be deeply confusing and troubling if you happen to have rational thinking and can see the facts clearly. The the false narrative, by the way, will not make sense to you because it's not true. They have trashed the marriage or the family or the relationship and won't take responsibility for that So they create chaos and blame to cover their misdeeds and try to salvage their reputation. Divorce is often the outcome and divorce causes adverse childhood experiences for most children or many children. They will not allow you or your siblings to have friends. And that's 40, 41 of the most, 42 of the most. Common. Those are common. I hate to say it. Common situations that are problematic, which, and obviously most of them, if not all of them, are deeply hurtful. Now, if you happen to be growing up in a family where the parent or parents are doing those things and you happen to develop rational thinking, which would be highly irregular and not normal, but if you happen to come upon and develop rational thinking as a child, you you would be able to see the truth and see reality for what it is. That doesn't mean you're going to face it, but you would, you would not be um, fooled or duped in, in ways that where people who develop irrational thinking would be. So this stuff is extremely common. So then the question becomes, the question I am asked is, what is wrong with my parent? Well, first of all, there's so many different things I just covered. And the question is, what is wrong with my parent? Well, you could look in at the, this situation as what is wrong with my parent. That's one particular point of view. And I am not invalidating that point of view. You can think what is wrong with my parent. I happen to hold a different view about people and humanity and that doesn't mean I don't agree that there are people who are absolutely the worst parents in the world they're horrible they created deep traumas abuse that they're just nasty I agree with that that's true for some people but for many of the people who are engaging in some of the behaviors I just listed They're not trying to be bad. They're not trying to be hurtful. They're not trying to uh, create a trauma. They are simply people who have not grown and developed from their own childhood wounds or their own childhood traumas or the damage that that happened to them when they were growing up or in adult life. It doesn't doesn't have, it's not limited to childhood. So these are people who are deeply wounded, don't have skills and abilities, so they can't bring skills and abilities to the table because they don't have them. So we could say, well, what's wrong with my parent? Or we could look at it from a different point of view, which is, How was my mother or father, how were they shaped? What was their life experience? What did they go through, either in their childhood or in their adult life? And look at it from that point of view, which is, then then you might say, well, if your mother or your father was raised by two raging alcoholics, if that's who their parents were, what kind of childhood did they have? Well, probably a deeply painful one, a chaotic one. Lots of issues would, would come up if you grew up in a household where you had two alcoholic parents. Or, you know so what is the, the nature of their wounds in their childhood that affects them? Now, many times adults who are parenting, they get stuck. They don't deal with their trauma. They don't deal with their issues and they are stuck. They don't have to be stuck. They could grow and change. We know from neuroplasticity of the brain, that would be the podcast to listen to, that your brain has the potential to grow and change itself at any point in time across your entire life with appropriate stimuli or, or certain activities, So some adults, I would argue a majority of adults, we do not have the majority of the population at this point in time who are actively engaged in growth and development. So we have adults wounded by their childhood or wounded in adulthood or having a trauma in their childhood, or they might have so many adverse childhood experiences. They might have an A score of three or four or more and then they become a parent, and they're bringing their baggage to the family, unresolved, they're incapable of doing a better job. They're incapable because they don't have capacities. That's just a different point of view than saying, what's wrong with my parent? Well, we can argue, yes, it's not right if a parent has no emotional abilities and they invalidate your feelings. I'm not saying that's right. But they're behaving in the way they're behaving or treating you the way that they're, they're treating you because they have no other capacities. So for me, looking at it this way helps me to have compassion for these people and how they got here. Because quite frankly, I'm going to be honest with you, the people who do a lot of the things on the list I just listed are very unha- Most of them are very unhappy. They're not like happy, healthy people for the most part. So this does not have to be your future, and you can choose whichever way you want to view it. You can continue to view it or keep viewing it for the rest of your life. There's something wrong with my parent, and that's fine. I'm just offering up a different point of view for me, which is more empowering more empowering for me to consider that people are doing the best they can do because I quite frankly do believe that I have found that to be true now we do have some evil people oh yes oh yes we 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 here have bumped up against some evil evil people so we know there are evil people but most people are not evil most people are good and most people are doing the best that they can so in the beginning of this there's all of these awful things that contribute to traumas to deep wounds to low self-esteem to the to the ace scores and you'll have to find your way as far as how are you going to view this now the next piece of this is so you're going to decide well I, you can can look at it like okay my parent there's something wrong with my parents that's fine Or you might say, oh, yes, I could see that. Look at how my grandparents were or look at how their life was or what this or. Okay. But you're going to have to deal with your emotions about their behavior, their treatment of you, the family, what have you. You you are going to have to deal with your emotions about it. And I'm not ever going to suggest that you skip over that because. Those behaviors that I just covered that parents do or the traits they have are problematic and painful. So you as a human being would do well. The best thing for you is to identify. You feel betrayed. You feel angry. You're resentful. You're sad. You feel unlovable or unloved or not good enough or unworthy. However, your feelings are is to identify the whole cesspool of them. These are the difficult emotions. And then begin to do the work to manage and process them because that is the most powerful thing for you to do. And it's not what we're skilled at in society. The other thing that's really, really going to be very helpful to you. So you're going to do the emotional work. You're going to identify And you could have a sibling and have grown up in the same family, and they're going to have a completely different view than you. They're going to have different emotions about it. They're going to have a different view, and that's okay. So you're going to do the emotional piece, and then what's really helpful, I'm finding this so incredibly helpful, I can't believe it, or I can't stand it, is to understand a little bit about psychology. I just recently learned the whole idea of splitting. And it was fascinating to me because then I could recognize, out in the world, someone who was splitting in that moment, which is powerful. I mean, it's, I, I mean, I do feel bad that that's that's what, what happens sometimes. But understand and understanding gaslighting, projection, tactics of manipulation, passive-aggressive anger—these are all things, and irrational thinking in particular. These are all things. I'm not talking about a huge amount of, um, amount of knowledge. I'm talking about a little snippet. It's very helpful so you can recognize what's happening. So that's helpful. Now the next thing that's very helpful is for you to have compassion for yourself. Oftentimes when children grow up in a family that's dysfunctional because of the parenting behavior, the things I just covered, Children end up taking the blame or feeling like they're the fall guy. And I have news for you. Even if you acted out and got into trouble or you did drugs or you drank or you were promiscuous or you got in trouble with the law, as a young person, you acting out is is a result. It's the kind of impact or response to trauma and the family dynamic which in some cases when kids get into trouble or they start doing drugs or drinking or what have you then the child is then blamed see now our family problems are your fault and i want you to have compassion for yourself if you engaged in any of that because that's not your fault what you deserved is a happy peaceful loving home environment with enough food and shelter and education love and affection safety and all of that is what's missing for too many people be compassionate with yourself regardless of what the environment was or what you did because it wasn't your fault you have no responsibility for your family of origin dynamic even if you were told that you did you did not children are not responsible for the family dynamics And let me just segue into my next favorite thing, which is uh, there's this statement out in the web. It's like, it's predominant. It's so, it's like pervasive that says, you trained people how to treat you. And I call BS on that. And I do have a podcast titled, Oh No, You Did Not Train People How to Treat You. And I go through the psychology of why that's a false statement, in my opinion. I mean, there are huge companies that are saying, oh, you're responsible for everything that happens to you. Oh, really? So now are the Bernie Madoff victims who were scammed out of, you know, $65 billion over 40 years, all 37,000 of them, is that their fault? No, of course it's not their fault. They were victims of a financial fraud. You're not responsible for every way people treat you. And that podcast will clear that up. I do not want you to think that you are responsible for how you were treated as a child. And there are many, many instances as an adult where you can be or may have been treated badly that you likewise have no skin in the game for causing. So let's get the record straight on that. If you go back and listen to my podcast, Oh No, You Did Not Train People How to Treat You, you won't have to listen to the whole thing. If you just listen to it up to the point where I go through 25 different reasons why people will treat you badly, be mean or be cruel, that you have nothing to do with, I think that should make it clear. You're not training people about that. So the next piece for this in dealing with a parent that's problematic is forgiveness for you to forgive yourself for any, anything that applies. And it would be valuable for you to be able to move into the, the area of forgiving them. Now, many people misunderstand forgiveness and think, I'm not going to forgive them because they don't deserve it. Forgiveness gives you the benefits. They do not receive any benefits if you forgive them. You may think that they do, but they actually do not. So I have a podcast about forgiveness that should clear that whole thing up, but I highly recommend it because you don't want to carry around poison and grudges. That's not helpful. The next piece of this, so you've had this upbringing or you have these parents, which by the way, if your parents are doing any of the behaviors I previously covered, it is extremely unlikely that they're ever going to stop. Now, if they go do growth and development, then they might have theirs their hallelujah aha moment, oh my gosh, I have been invalidating your feelings your whole life, or I have been, you know, spending all my money on shopping or doing this, or they might have this aha moment of recognizing, you know, that's really not good. Or they might recognize, holy smokes, I have no boundaries. But unless that happens, which is not that likely, I mean, this is what I'm out to cause. I'm out to cause an awakening where people can wake up and take responsibility for how they parent, for how they live life, for how they treat other people, the whole shebang. So, but for you, I wouldn't be expecting your family dynamic to ever change. It's possible but I wouldn't expect it. So if you're 25 or 45 listening to this podcast and your parents are still living, you can expect until the day they died, it's more than likely, almost predictable, almost, you know, 90 plus percent that that's how it's always going to be, which may be very painful. So we're now going to look at you and assume that you've got a parent who's doing something that's not so great. And, what what can you do? Because you are not going to change them. So let me just list off your controllables because your life has so many aspects that are controllable for you. Not everything. Now, if you're in an abusive marriage or relationship, you've got some other problems and not everything's controllable. And I do have some podcasts on that. But in generally speaking, you can learn to control your mind and your thoughts. You can learn to control and manage your emotions. You can learn to control your behavior, your reactions to situations, and your actions. You can establish, if you don't already have, clear and healthy boundaries. You can learn rational thinking if you have a form of irrational thinking. You can learn new habits, new practices new empowering attitudes and beliefs you can grow and change you can heal you can learn over time to love yourself and embrace your imperfections you can change how you do life you can have love and happiness in your life even if you're in an abusive relationship or marriage yes I know that might be hard to believe but it's true Uh, You can create your life even if you have hardships or major life challenges. Yes, that's also true. You can have a rich, amazing, and beautiful life even under very bad circumstances because so much of what you can control, you can control. You can't control other people. You can't control some of your circumstances, but you can work towards creating new circumstances and you can work on yourself, which by the way, so assuming that you're listening to this podcast and you have one or more parent who was engaged in what well, we'll call them problematic behaviors. You could say the things that are wrong with your parent or however you want to language it. You can use that. As a spring ward for post-traumatic growth, which is amazing and means that you're going to grow yourself. You're going to grow your skills, grow your abilities, get new habits, practices, empowering attitudes or beliefs. I don't know what you would need to do to grow. And as a result of you growing, life becomes richer and more rewarding. That's a real thing. It's been done since the beginning of time. Before I knew there was a term called post-traumatic growth, I called it using emotional pain to your advantage, which I think is not a bad name for it. And I have a podcast by that title because I did the podcast before I knew that there was a lovely psychology term for it. The next and probably one of the most important things for you, given you have a we'll call them now problematic parent or parents is to take a page from the Marion diamond research lab. Marion diamonds considered the mother of neuroplasticity and she did an experiment. She had her lab assistants take rats out of the cages and give them tender, loving care, talk to them, pet them sweetly, you know, just be really sweet TLC to the rats. That's all they did but they were measuring the changes in the brain, the neuronal gains. And the rats had growth in their neuronal pathways and neuroplasticity, but the rats also had a 50% increase in lifespan. So one of the research pieces on the Marion Diamond work is stating perhaps love is the most intentional and valuable experience we can have in life. My request or my suggestion is, well, number one, I think you'd enjoy the Neuroplasticity and Psychoneuroimmunology podcast, but that you bring love and happiness into your life with intention. Even if bad things are happening, or even if you haven't resolved your feelings, you haven't dealt with your feelings about your parent or parents or family or trauma, you can still work on bringing love and happiness into your life in advance of certain things. Now, certain kinds of love, you know, you might have to get to work on yourself because some people get very closed off from people based on whatever their parent did or didn't do. I I know more than one person who grew up in a family where their, their parent would not allow them to have friends. So that's not something they learned growing up. It's just not something that was in their life. So they had to grow later in life to be able to open up to have friendships, platonic friendships I'm talking about. So you might have to do a little work depending on your circumstances, depending upon how you are and what happened, but the question becomes, like, do you have love in your life right now? And I'm not just talking about romantic love. I'm talking about, do you have love in your life? And if so, where is your love? Where is that love coming from? And if not, then that might be the thing that you want to consider adding to your life. You know, I don't know. Can you appreciate yourself? Do you love yourself? Well, I can honestly say we know that 85% of the population has low self-esteem, which really what low self-esteem means is they don't feel lo- loving. They don't feel deserving. They don't feel worthy. They don't love themselves and they don't particularly even necessarily like themselves. So that's an area to grow. Now, I'm not talking, by the way, do you love yourself, like, you know, hubris-filled love or, you know, this arrogant, you know, ego love. I'm talking about appreciating yourself, like loving yourself, being kind to yourself, not in that arrogant, hubris-filled way. So, but do you appreciate, like, that you made it through the day, you've made it this far? Like, there's a lot to appreciate in life especially given how we're, how society is going. Like, look at how society's going. We have more people with health problems, more people overweight, more people getting sick and having diseases, more people who are unhappy. We're not moving exactly in what I would call a great direction. And I just read a little snippet that our our intelligence is going down like we where there's nothing in my opinion that is going in the right direction, but you don't have to go with the crowd. you can bring love into your life and happiness into your life, regardless of your circumstances. All my podcasts will help you I have over a hundred podcasts that will support you if you had a problematic parent and and they're still going to be problematic I mean listen, there are parents who are viciously cruel to their own children, and they can't admit that. There are parents, I mean, listen, I walk around in life, you do, do you think I'm not talking to people about this out in the world? Oh, yes, I am, at a restaurant, and and the daughter says, oh, yes, my dad plays favorites, I'm his favorite. The dad comes over, I look at him, and I said, your daughter just told me that you play favorites. Is that true? And he makes no bones about it. I'm like, that's terrible. That is absolutely terrible. You are hurting your other kids. And people don't care. Okay, that's fine. So you, you had the problematic parent. We're dealing with you because they'll probably not change. And they might even be flip about it. I mean, some parents have been very flip with me. Well, I'm not going to make my children be nice to each other. That's too much work. Oh my goodness, I feel, I feel bad for their kids. I really feel bad for their kids. And and by the way, oh, my kids know I was not the perfect parent. I did the best I could. I had three major traumas. They're all aware. And I wish I could have done better. I made mistakes and I'm upfront about it. And I will apologize for the rest of my life. Because, I mean, it is what it is. All right, so I have some final suggestions for you. If you're dealing with, we've kind of now morphed it into a problematic problem problematic parent or set of parents, I think the first thing that's going to be very, very, very significant and helpful to you is for you to bring rational thinking to the table. I've been researching rational and irrational thinking in the past couple of weeks because I, it kind of got, was nagging at me. And I, I have to say, I, I think that rational thinking is by far and away from what i can tell so far the, the tiniest minority so we have more people from what i'm seeing so far i'm not i'm not concluded my research dive into rational versus irrational thinking but i'm i'm in the midst of it so cognitive distortions are very common we know which is a form of irrational thinking that's not helpful so you want to have this absolutely beautiful life for yourself whatever that is maybe it's just getting married or having a family or you know being able to enjoy your children or your grandchildren or not ever ever having children whatever it is for you rational thinking rational thinking meaning you have a clear and accurate way of thinking as opposed to one of the irrational thinkings, like all or nothing. Well, life is not all or nothing. Anyway, bring rational thinking to the table and that will mean you have to like kind of sort through it. Do I have rational thinking? Well, from what I understand, it's probably, no, probably you don't. I do have a podcast on cognitive distortions that will help you start to identify do I, ha- do I have any of these cognitive distortions? And that's going to be helpful, really helpful, helpful in every area because you make decisions using your thinking. So if you're not using rational thinking, your decisions are being, you know, you're using reasoning that's not factual and accurate. All right. The second thing I suggest is just make a decision right here. let to see this podcast. Oh my gosh. You know What? Yeah, my 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 parents, my parent did a lot of not so good stuff to me. I'm gonna have this rich, amazing life. Decide it right now, make a decision. That's it. I'm in. I'm all in. I'm gonna have this wickedly great, fun, beautiful life. Just make a decision. Number three, make it a magical journey. Though this doesn't. Have, I'm listen. We don't do like woe is me. Oh, Oh, I just realized I'm guarded. Well, that's actually true. I did just realized in the, like, the last month or two that I'm guarded with a man. But I'm not like, oh, woe is me. I'm guarded. I'm like, woohoo, guess what? I'm guarded. Well, I guess I better deal with that, do a workaround. Like, make this magical. Make it fun. If you learn something about yourself, like you could learn, oh, I have the cognitive distortion of always being right. Or, oh, I'm an emotional reasoner. Instead of being like, oh, Oh, woe well, is me. I'm an emotional reasoner and go, wow, well, we can figure out how that happened, but whoa, let's get that sorted out and corrected. You, you could have this like magic, playful, fun slant to making your life be amazing. You could. I mean, I'm just a fan of fun. Like, I, why would you not want to have fun and play? I don't understand that. Well, I understand a lot of people have lost their sense of play and lost their sense of fun. I totally get that. I work, I work with enough people to know. I understand how that happens and people end up there. But guess what? When you get to work on yourself, you can, you know, shed the layers and the, the baggage and the, the trauma and the wounds that are holding you back from really playing full out and laughing. I just, I mean, I have, just have fun. My next suggestion is you take people with you. Life is way more fun when you're doing it with a partner or a buddy or a partner in crime or make a team. Yes, pe- everybody you know for the most part needs the same things you do or they need to work on themselves. So you could pull a team together. You can name your team. You can create parties. Yes, parties, theme parties, parties for adventure. You can even go on road trips together and you could make improving your life, growing new skills to be rich and amazing. It doesn't have to be I just found out I don't have any anger skills. Oh gosh. No, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just found out I I don't have any anger skills. Oh my gosh, like I'm excited because it's an opportunity. So bring some excitement, have some fun. My next suggest, suggestion is that you start with self-awareness and emotional skills. That is really going to help you. And, of course, if you take the first suggestion, which is bring rational thinking, that's the first thing you're going to start to assess is, am I rational? Is my thinking rational? Do I have one of, the, one of these 18 or 50 cognitive distortions? Oh, yes. Okay, well, now we're going to chip away at that gently, but we're going to make it playful So I'm going to tell my team anytime I say, well, it must be this or I've got to be right, you know, like call me out on it and remind me like you can really build a team who's going to support you in the recognition of whatever you're working on. I had my kids help me when I was learning to tame my inner critic. They were young and they they really enjoyed it. Of course, my only regret is I wish I had like really brought them in on the loop, but they were pretty young. They would call me out. Oh, mommy, mommy, I think I just caught you. You were being hard on yourself. So make it fun and bring people with you. But start with self-awareness and building emotional skills. That will help you everywhere. You've already heard me say, make love and happiness a priority. I have plenty of podcasts that will help you with that. My next suggestion is to boost your self-care. Walk around on the planet today tell me all the people you see who look like they're well cared for who look like they're taking care of themselves now there are people who are all about the appearance and they're like fake and they've got fake fake nails nothing against fake nails or foundation or whatever but they're but they're like plastic so they can't leave the house without this veneer or this persona i'm not talking about that i'm talking about people who look like they're They're taking care of themselves because I walk around. And this was even true when my kids were little. And you can look at people and some people you could just feel like they're struggling. So boost your self-care and make it a priority. And of course, make it enjoyable. Make everything enjoyable, people. I don't know why you wouldn't. Be compassionate with yourselves. I have an upcoming podcast on um, being hard on yourself or not beating yourself up. And this is the number one thing. People are very hard on themselves and they beat themselves up. So you want to bring compassion in that podcast, which will be out in the next week or so. will help you with that. Forgive yourself and others if you're willing. I certainly hope so. Definitely learn to control your mind For some, for some people and actually many people. Their mind races and then they'll spiral out of control because they don't have the ability to control their thoughts. That is actually something you can learn. I do have a podcast about that. And the same is true with their emotions. You can learn to control your emotions, which is called emotional intelligence. Of course, there's lots of pieces to emotional intelligence. But learn to control your mind and your emotions. And regardless of what your parent is doing, didn't do, whatever's wrong with them or whatever problematic behaviors they're engaging in, my last suggestion for you is that you take the high road. You don't meet them at the low road. If they're going to be mean and nasty, take the high road. If they're going to be cruel and vicious, you know, extricate yourself, give yourself space, maybe have to cut yourself off for a while or whatever. Take the high road because you will never regret that. And I have a whole podcast about taking the high road. So here's your takeaways. It's time to understand that your parents did the the best they could, most likely, even if they did a horrible job. My next takeaway is it's time for you to break the cycle. Put yourself in the driver's seat of your life and have an amazing life despite how you were or are treated by a problematic parent, despite your family dynamics, despite everything because you can have an amazing, beautiful, miraculous life regardless of all that. And my last takeaway is, is that you get a team together, even if it's just one buddy, and create this magical adventure. I think I think we're going to come up with a competition for this, maybe down the road. Wouldn't it be fun? You know, the different teams who are, you know, they've got their team and names to to grow in a personal growth. Because listen, that's what I have been coaching people do, and people do do that, and they they really enjoy it. Like they they get excited because when you have a problem that's painful what's better than dealing with the pain by having fun and enjoying it like you know i'm not saying that pain is enjoyable but you can manage pain and you can process pain so it so you're not in the grip of it it's not you're not in the vice of it so make this an amazing playful and fun journey and my call to action is simply Share this podcast with the people you care about because the likelihood that everyone you know has a parent who's done some of those things is extremely high and this could be helpful. That's all. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life Podcast. Episode number 110, What is Wrong with My Parent or Parents? I hope that you found some new ideas and some insights that can give you some freedom and power in this subject that can be painful. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically. Clearly, I would love it if you would share it on social media to help other people who might be struggling with this topic. Visit my website to enter my giveaway. Hang in there for now. I love you. That's all.